Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Wednesday on Text Talk. I hope so. Here it is, October the 12th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Are you sure about that? You're like, you tell I... me. Look at the, <laughs> look at the, look it's, at the uh, yeah, equipment I there. I got it. I got all right. It. All right. So then happy Wednesday to all of our listeners. Hope that you're having a good week. We're hoping that uh, life is returning to normal around uh, the state of Florida and uh, that we're all still uh, kicking. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We're podcasting in we're, faith today. We are. We're recording before the storm comes, but we are uh, certainly trusting our good God and his provision in all things. And so we're, uh, yeah, podcasting in faith, looking at Psalm 59. Psalm 59 from the New International Version for the director of music to the tune of Do Not Destroy of David, a mictum, when Saul had sent men to watch David's house in order to kill him. Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from bloodthirsty men. See how they lie in wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me for no offense or sin of mine, O Lord. I have done no wrong, yet they are ready to attack me. Arise to help me. Look on my plight. O Lord, God Almighty, the God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Show no mercy to wicked traitors. They return at evening snarling like dogs and prowl about the city. See what they spew from their mouths. They spew out swords from their lips and they say, who can hear us? But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You scoff at all those nations. O my strength, I watch for you. You, O God, are my fortress, my loving God. God will go before me and will let me gloat over those who slander me. But do not kill them, O Lord, our shield, or my people will forget. In your might, make them wander about and bring them down. For the sins of their mouths, for the words of their lips, let them be caught in their pride. For the curses and lies they utter, consume them in wrath, consume them till they are no more. Then it will be known to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob. They return at evening, snarling like dogs, and prowl about the city. They wander about for food and howl if not satisfied. But I will sing of your strength. In the morning I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. O oh, my strength, I sing praise to you. You, O oh God, are my fortress, my loving God. He calls out for deliverance at the beginning of the psalm, deliver me. And, of course, we have a, a setting here where it uh, is uh, reminding us of a time when God did deliver him, uh, though the uh, servants of Saul hid out of his house and wanted to kill him in the night. But we've talked about how uh, Michael was a good wife to him at that time. It's always a good wife that helps you escape murder. And, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, you gotta, I love it when my wife does that. Yeah, gotta give her props for that one. Yes, uh, but yes. he gives the greater glory to God that, that he served in deliverance. And by the end of the psalm, of course, he's praising God for that. Um, but it uh, it reminds us that there are occasions when God's people there's nowhere to turn to but God for deliverance, and He is 
faithful to deliver him in those times. Nowhere to turn but God. That, and especially even now, as we are recording a few weeks ago from when people are hearing this conversation and on our mind, and it keeps coming up every day because it's what we're thinking about. Oh, yeah. We got this hurricane coming. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing that'll make you feel helpless like staring down the barrel of a hurricane. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm actually reading, again, rereading a little book on prayer by a fellow named O. Hallisby. And one of his statements about prayer is that prayer is the fruit of helplessness and faith. Mm. The fruit of helplessness Mm -hmm. and faith. It is recognizing how powerless I am, Mm -hmm. how helpless I am. As Jesus himself said in John 15, that we're supposed to abide in the vine because apart from him, we can do nothing. Yes. We are helpless. We're just branches. If the branch becomes separated from the vine, there's no fruit bearing going on. There's no there's no strength. There's no sustenance. There's no life. It is only by being in Jesus, by being in his spirit, by being in God, that we can accomplish anything. It's that helplessness. And here, David facing enemies, it's times like these that remind us, I am helpless, Mm -hmm. driving us to our knees, driving us to God. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I mean, where else can you go in a time like this? I do think that God allows times like this to come upon us to remind us. Because when those times times aren't coming, I begin to think that it's me, that I'm going to make this work. Right, right. No, it's it's a really good point that you make there. So uh, you were doing some word studies, as you're wont to do, <laughs> well, and, and saw a connection between this cry out for deliverance and an earlier time of God's deliverance of his people. It wasn't so much the word study as it was taking a look at the structure in the psalm. I, I have to tell you, I remember I, I taught psalms once, and... I was told by someone that, uh, well, they didn't like me talking about the structure so much. They really liked it when this other brother taught because he was just, he was just about, look, here's the emotion. He was great. He was great. I mean, it really was good. The way he taught was great. I'm not, I'm not putting that down at all. But when we don't pay attention to structure, we miss things. Mm -hmm. Because here's something really cool in the structure. What you find is that this psalm leads up to verses 9 and 10. Mm -hmm. And in verse 9 and 10, O my strength, I will watch for you. For you, O God, are my fortress. My God and his steadfast love will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. And then as we get to the end of the psalm, we realize that we've been listening to a second stanza that gets to a chorus at the end of verse 16. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you. For you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. What we see is some parallels going on there. It's it's like there are. There are two stanzas that lead up to this very similar chorus, Uh this very similar refrain. But notice a distinction. The first time it is, oh, my strength, I will watch for you. I'm reading now from the ESV. Oh, my strength, I will watch for you. In the NIV that we read earlier, it was, oh, my strength, I watch for you. And then in verse 17, oh, my strength, I sing praise to you. Mm -hmm. The ESV again makes it future. I will sing praises to you. So at the end of the first stanza, I watch But at the end of the second stanza, I will sing. Mm -hmm. And that structure, it called called to my mind. It it reminded me, I remember a time when the people of Israel were told to watch, though a different word, told to watch and see the salvation that God would deliver. Yeah, which time? That would be when... (laughs) 
Well, thank you for throwing up that softball. I appreciate that. That would be when they had gone out into the wilderness and Pharaoh had decided, why did I let these people go? Ah. And now they're hemmed in. Mm-hmm. They've got the wilderness on one side, the Red Sea on another, and it's like a like a triangle. So back in the days of Moses. They've got Pharaoh behind them. Mm-hmm. And in Exodus 14, the people start crying out to Moses, why did you bring us out of Egypt? Why didn't you just, it would have been better if we died in Egypt than yeah. to bring us out here to die. And Moses says, look, pay attention, just hang on. And I want you to just watch the thing that God is going to accomplish. See the salvation that God is going to bring. Go ahead. Can I just comment on that real quick? You know, that there was a certain death to stay in Egypt, but it was going to be a slow death, ground down by labor and oppression and toil. And you just see the fear in these people at now this imminent death of a violent, swift death, and they don't want it. They are confronted by me at death, and they are crying out. They are crying out. Relief from this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Exodus 14, 13, Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. Now, that that see there is not the same as the word watch in Psalm 59, 9, but it is the same as the word look in triumph, on my enemies in Psalm 59:10. Okay. He says so he's going to show looking. you triumph. Yeah. He's going to show you triumph, he's going to show you salvation. And of course, the against overwhelming odds, God mm-hmm. delivers. And yeah. he does it miraculously and powerfully and he parts the waters of the Red Sea and they walk through and in Egypt's pride they follow along behind mm-hmm. and the waters are brought down upon them and all the people learn, "Hey, you're going to learn." In fact, Let me just go back here to Exodus in Exodus 14, verse 18. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. All of this was to demonstrate to the ends of the earth that Israel has a God. Because you remember when Moses went to Pharaoh the first time and said, let us go serve Yahweh. Let us go out here for three weeks and offer sacrifices. Do you remember what Pharaoh responded? He said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Yeah. Who's that? Who is that? Who's that? If I make you stay here, there's nobody who hears. Mm-hmm. If I make you stay here, there's nobody who sees. Really echoes a lot of those themes in the, Psalm 59. There's nobody who's going to hold me account. Yeah. Nobody can do anything about this. And God says, hmm, watch this. Yeah. And of course, God sees and God hears. This is what we talked about yesterday. But here, now here's the connection, though, and the big connection. So Moses says, watch, see the salvation that God is going to work out. After they cross through the Red Sea... And after they watched the waters crash down upon Pharaoh's army and see his army washed up dead on the shores, what did the people do? They sang a song. In Exodus 15, they sang. Mm -hmm. David calls to mind this very imagery as he is looking at his own deliverance, potentially a national deliverance. Uh, We we talked about that on Monday, how there's these potentially two things going on in the psalm. But it does look back. This is what God does for his people. This is what he did in the beginning for his people. This is what he done, what he has done repeatedly for his people. It's what he did for David when Saul was after him. It's what he's going to do for his people when the nations come at them, if they follow God. Right. And so this recognition. So I love this parallel that in the first verse of this of this psalm, and, and by verse I'm talking about stanza, not the, the biblical verse. In the verse stanza that leads up to the chorus, it's, 
All these terrible things are happening, but I'm going to watch for you. I know you're a God who delivers and you haven't done it yet, but I know you're going to. And Pharaoh may be coming up behind me and the wilderness may be to my left and the Red Sea may be to my right. And, uh, you know, I may be caught between the devil and the deep Red Sea, but I'm going to watch. I'm going to wait. God, I know you're going to deliver. Then we get to the end of the second stanza. Deliverance has happened. I'm going to sing, watch, sing, watch, sing. What a powerful thing. I think you also have the declaration of God, of his rule and his authority, just as God was going to deliver Israel with the Red Sea to make himself known to all of Egypt, even by his mighty deeds to make himself known to the people of Israel at that time. But what you have here in this Psalm, uh, in 59 and verse 13, let them know that God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. It's still about declaring that there is a God and he has authority to those skeptics, to those atheists, to those pagans, to all those who do not know God, even to a faithless people of God who forget who he is. And he says, and what, what David says is, I want you to do this so that my people will remember. Mm-hmm. My people will remember. Back in Exodus chapter 6, when Moses had gone into Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should listen to him? And you know what? I think I'm going to make it harder on your people. I'm right. going to take the straw away. And the people rebuke Moses. Why did you go? And Moses even turns to God. Why did you send me? I Excuse me, I told you it wouldn't work. Why did you send me? And that's when God gives his direction about all these things that he's going to accomplish. And in Exodus 6, 6, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm, and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. Egyptians, you shall know that I am the Mm -hmm. Lord your God. It started with watching, it ends with singing, and that is what's going to happen. And even ultimately and eternally, uh, even though our deliverance takes us through our physical death, Mm -hmm. where we're going to be, we're watching, we know that the deliverance is coming, and we look forward to the resurrection in which we will sing. I'm not saying that heaven is just going to be standing around the throne of God singing songs, but in heaven, we're going to, in that kingdom, we're going to sing praises, joyous celebration Mm -hmm. because of the deliverance of resurrection. Watch, watch now because the singing is coming. Love it. And we appreciate you so much for joining us on Text Talk today. We hope that you'll share this podcast with a friend, rate, review review it. It helps people to find the podcast and, uh, let us know what you think. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or jump over to the Facebook discussion page as we're reading through these psalms and talking about the paths of righteousness in that discussion. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Father, for seeing. Thank you, Father, for your deliverance. Help us, Father, to watch and to not lose heart. Help us, Father, to take great courage as we see how you delivered David from the hands of his enemies, how you delivered Moses and the people of Israel from the Egyptians. Father, how you have delivered Jesus from death and the power of resurrection and how we trust and hope each day that you will deliver all of your people and all of your children. Help us, Lord, to live faithful lives to you until that time, to look forward to the singing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. 
You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.